Welcome to the Mom Keys to Mental Peace podcast. I'm your host, Tari Kaya Allen Butler. I am a teen mom turned speaker, author, and mompreneur. My mission is to help you build healthy relationships with your children, level up your mindset, and achieve all you ever dreamed of and more. I will teach you how to level up your lifestyle in faith, family, finances, and fitness. Join me every Tuesday for the Mom Keys to Mental Peace podcast. You will learn major keys to stop coming up short on your goals and start leveling up for the type of lifestyle you desire. Ready to level up? Let's do it. All right, so welcome. So happy to have you all here with me today on Facebook and Instagram Live, as well as if you're tuning in on the recorded podcast episode. Um, If you are not, please follow me on Instagram and Facebook. On Instagram, it's at Tarikaya, and on Facebook, it's Tarikaya Allen Butler. Um, I would love to have you join the Mom Keys to Mental Peace community or the email list where I send out um, weekly emails and encouragement um, every Monday. I don't spam you (laughs) and send a bunch of stuff, but um, it's definitely like value and beneficial. Just quick little tips to help you make it through the week um, for motherhood on topics of faith, family, finances, and fitness. So um, if you're interested in that, join our community. The links will be in the show notes as well as link in bio for Instagram. Um, If you are not, please subscribe to the Mom Keys to Mental Peace podcast um, on any platform that you receive your podcast. I would love to have you be connected so that you're updated for all the new and latest episodes. Be sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel as well. Um, I post the recorded videos there. So if you're that visual person that likes to have that visual as you listen to a podcast, be sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel. And again, all those links will be in the show notes on the podcast platform, Instagram link in bio and Facebook link in comments. All right. So we've got all of our announcements out of the way. I'm excited to hop into today's topic. The title of today's show is, excuse me, God is not mad at you. God is not mad at you. Um, This episode was specifically I believe given to me um, by God, which I feel like all my episodes are um, (laughs) for me to even show up weekly is definitely a download from God. This is nothing of my ideas (laughs) that I um, come here with you all. But um, specifically today, I feel like this was a message that somebody just needed to hear from him. One of his daughters or his sons, I have a few men who um, check out the podcast as well, but One of his children, period, (laughs) needed to hear this message that he is not mad at you and just a little deeper details as to why. So to open up on today's talk, I just want you to reflect for a moment on what is your viewpoint of God or how do you view God? Do you see him as a merciful father who extends unconditional love? Do you view God as a punisher who is out to get you for every sin that you ever committed? Or are you unclear about how to view God so you just avoid interacting with him altogether? Now, in this reflection, there's no right or wrong answer. It's simply your experience um, of how you view God, right? It's no shame intended. Um, 
maybe it's not a question that you've taken the time to think about or ask yourself, but just really sit back and think like, all right, where do I fall in line as far as my viewpoint of God? Do I feel like he's merciful? Do I feel like he's out to get me and punish me? Or am I just unclear and I avoid altogether? Um, so personally speaking, I can say that I have experienced all three viewpoints of God, <laughs> um, which is why I said, you know, there's there's no shame here or no judgment for anything like is literally just your experience. So my current viewpoint of God is that he's a merciful father who extends unconditional love. And the way that I'm able to see God this way today is because I choose to see God as a father figure. But you may be like me um, or there's, you know, just a lot of us in general who did not have a healthy father figure in our lives. And it shows in our relationship with God. Um, I remember Mike Todd did, he's a pastor on YouTube who did a talk um, a few years ago on how our relationship with our heavenly father resembles our relationship with God. Um, and the similarities that he pointed out just really hit home for me and made a lot of sense. Like, you know, it's something that you do subconsciously. You're not really thinking about it. But as he went through like the similarities and how it looks with your earthly father to God, I was like, wow, that makes a lot of sense. And I can see um, my situation and what he was explaining. So um, maybe you had a father who was very hard on discipline and um, punished you harshly for mistakes that you made. So you view God that way. Anytime that you mess up or make a mistake, you feel like he's out to get you out to punish you harshly for all the wrongdoing that you did. And, um, you know, just being transparent, that was my viewpoint of God. Now, I'm not saying that my dad was like abusive or mean or anything, but he definitely had a short fuse as far as like his patience, which whew, the Lord is working on <laughs> cleansing me of that. Um, but he definitely had like a short temper. So I always felt on edge or um, very aware of me making mistakes or messing up because I didn't want to make him upset or I didn't want him to get mad or to, you know, be irritated or punish me. And I didn't realize that was my viewpoint in my relationship with God as well um, in regards to me and my sins. Um, I didn't want God to be mad at me for doing wrong things, which I'm going to go deeper into that um, the further in our talk, but I didn't want him to be mad at me for the sins that I was doing. So it eventually led me to, you know, kind of shy away from God or avoid him or feel like there's no way he wants to talk to me or connect with me when I'm out here wilding, doing whatever I want. Right. So maybe that's the case for you as well um, with that situation. Your father was harsh with punishment and you were afraid of being punished for your mistakes. Um, maybe you didn't have a relationship with your father at all. Maybe you don't know him or he wasn't around and involved in the home. So you don't have an example of what a loving father-daughter relationship looks like. You don't even know what that looks like. Um, you don't know what a healthy relationship with a father looks like because that's just something that you simply have not experienced. So again, you know, going deeper into my experience, I was afraid that God would punish me for any wrong <laughs> that I did. Um, and I didn't feel worthy to pray to him or connect to him or read his Bible or to go to church because of the sins that I committed. So like I shared before, I avoided God altogether. Um, and I didn't want to bring my struggles to him. Um, and I mostly tried to figure out things on my own. So 
I was a little ahead of myself on my notes, but it's all right. Um, but I just wanted to let you know, sis, God is not mad at you. And me accepting this truth, y'all, it set me free from fear of disappointing God or feeling like I have to run and hide from him um, when I'm not doing things right or if I'm not um, living up to God's standards, which, hello, I'm human, <laughs> which, like I said, I'm going to get into it deeper in our talk. But like we're human. We're going to mess up. We're going to sin, which brings me to my first point. Like your sins are not a secret to God. So I'm going to go through four truths in God's word that confirms he's not mad at you. And that's my first point. Number one is that your sins are not a secret to God. John 1, 8 and 10 tells us if we claim that we have no sin, we are only fooling ourselves and not living in truth. But if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all wickedness. If we claim we have not sinned, we are calling God a liar and showing that his word has no <clears throat> has no place in our hearts. That's 1 John 1, 8 and 10, 1, 8 through 10, excuse me. So pretty much his word is telling us that y'all, <laughs> we all have sin. And if you are someone who feels like you don't have sin, then you're calling God a liar and you're fooling yourself and lying to yourself. So in my mind, this process is as like, God already be knowing. So what is the point of being afraid or ashamed of your sins if he already knows that you as a human being, a creation that he created, will sin? There's no reason to be afraid of him knowing about your sins because he already knows about them, <laughs> right? Um this pretty much makes me think about like, maybe you haven't been there in your relationship, no judgment, no judgment, but say that you are trying to confront your dude on something that you already got all the facts on. You've already done your research. You already have your screenshots, your receipts. You've talked to who you needed to talk to and you're coming to your dude, getting ready to confront him with all your receipts and information that you got. And he's still lying saying, no, he didn't do it. No, that wasn't me. I don't know what you're talking about. That's what we look like to God when we're saying that we're afraid that he's going to know about our sins or that we don't have any sins at all. We look crazy because God already got the receipts and the facts to know like, yes, sis, <laughs> I already know. I already know what's going on. I already know what you did. I already know what you're going to do, but I'm still here for you. I still want you near and I still love you, period, right? So this just confirms and it comforts me to know that we don't have to avoid God because we're afraid of what he'll do to us because of our sins. Just keep it real with God and confess your sins to him. Ask for forgiveness daily with hope and faith that he will cleanse you. Um, the Lord's prayer says, you know, give us this day our daily bread um, and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who trespass against us like this is a daily thing. Every day we have to ask for forgiveness. It's not one day that goes by in our lives that we do not sin, that we do not fall short or disappoint God in some form or fashion, whether it's in our thoughts, whether it's in our words or our actions or our habits or whatever it is. There's something that we're doing daily um, to show that we're falling short of God's glory, which 
again, just brings us back to that humility state. Like I'm literally be real with him, ask for forgiveness daily. Like I said, this is something we have to do daily. This is not just a one and done thing of asking for forgiveness. Like, like I said, this is what keeps us humble coming to God daily, um, showing him that like, you know, I understand that I'm falling short here. And there's even times in my prayer where I'm like, God, I may not know where I feel short today, but I'm sure it was somewhere. And I just ask that you forgive me. All right. Um, the second truth in God's word that confirms he's not mad at you is that God doesn't hold grudges. Micah 7, 18 through 19 tells us, where is another God like you who pardons the guilt of remnant, overlooking the sins of his special people? You will not stay angry with your people forever because you delight in showing unfailing love. Once again, you will have compassion on us. You will trample our sins under your feet and throw them into the depths of the ocean. Again, that was Micah 7, 18 through 19. And I will have um, all the scriptures that I mentioned today available in the show notes. So be sure to um, check those out if you're listening while driving or something and would like to check back in for these scriptures. But yes, God does not hold grudges. So pretty much what this scripture is saying, you know, I'm so grateful that God is not like man. He does not hold grudges and bring up past mistakes anytime that he feels validated to do so. And just think about like you as a, a human <laughs> when you interact with others. Like if you reveal something to somebody or share something with somebody and then they end up bringing it up later, something very vulnerable, and they end up bringing it up later or holding it over your head. I can't stand that. <laughs> I can't stand when people do that to me. And I try not to do that to other people, even though, you know, I'm not perfect. But we have to realize that we are humans and God is not like us. So the way that we are petty <laughs> with people um, and their mistakes and their shortcomings, God isn't petty like that. He gets over our wrongdoing very quickly. It's the trick of the enemy who wants you to think um, that God is holding sins over your head when it's, it's not him. So anytime that you find yourself in shame and guilt and regret about a situation, you just find yourself thinking about it over and over again. Woe is me. I can't believe I did that. I messed up. I'm too far gone. I can't come back. Thoughts like that are tricks from the enemy. That's not from God. Okay. I just want to be clear on that. That is not from God. The enemy wants you to have those thoughts and to stay stuck in that place so that you won't go to God. And I realize that's what the overall goal of the enemy is um, when it comes to our sins and feeling like, you know, shameful and that God is mad as, and that God is mad at us. God still wants you near whether you're following every single commandment or not. He knows where you are. He knows your heart. He knows your journey, your story, because again, he's the creator. But the enemy wants you to believe that you're too far gone to be close to God for him to care about you or see you. And all of those things are a lie. OK, God is on to something else. So while you're still stuck on how you messed up, God has already forgiven you if you if you've asked for forgiveness. And he's just waiting for you to move past your mistakes, too, to move and to walk into something greater and better that he has for you. Um, and sometimes that journey may look a little longer than others, or it may look a little different than others, you know, just depending on what that mistake is. 
But at the end of the day, God is still near. He doesn't hold grudges over your head. He's not bringing up old stuff, putting it in your face, <laughs> trying to shame you. Um, and even the scripture here, it says that you will trample our sins under your feet and throw them into the depths of the ocean. All right. We already know how big the ocean is. It's super huge, super deep. Um, scientists have only been able to study 10% of the ocean. So if your sins are in the depths of the ocean, sis, ain't no coming back from that. <laughs> He's not going out there pulling this stuff back up. It's gone. It's done. Go ahead and move on from it. All right. Um, the third truth in God's word that confirms he's not mad at you is that God's correction is out of love, not anger. Proverbs 3, 11 and 12 tells us, my child, don't reject the Lord's discipline and don't be upset when he corrects you. For the Lord corrects those he loves, just as a father corrects a child in whom he delights. And again, that was Proverbs 3, 11 through 12. So this scripture reveals God's true nature when it comes to correction in our lives. Um, and this also makes me think about that scene in Love and Basketball. That's a classic. If you don't like Love and Basketball, shame on you. <laughs> no, but for real, um, there's a scene in Love and Basketball where um, Monica, she's in college, she's in practice. Well, no, they just won a game. Um, and her coach kind of calls her into the locker room or the dressing room office and they have a conversation and pretty much Monica is telling the coach, like, I thought that you didn't want me here. I thought you didn't like me because you're always riding me. You're always on me. And pretty much the coach is like, you know, when I'm silent, then you should worry. And that just spoke so deep to me, um, with this scripture, like if God is getting on you or trying to correct your um, unhealthy habits or your unhealthy ways, and you feel like things are just constantly happening. Maybe he's trying to get your attention and correct you, but he's doing it out of love and not anger. You should be worried if no one's trying to correct you or no one's trying to see your best interests, because that means they don't care what you do with your life. And I feel like God cares deeply <laughs> about what you do with your life, how you walk it out, um, the decisions that you make, right? So I feel like he's going to do what he can to get your attention. And even further than that, think about your own children. You correct them out of love when you see them doing something harmful or dangerous. God does the same thing with us. And this goes back to my point at the beginning where I said, you know, my viewpoint is him as a loving father. Right. So even if you don't have a father figure, if you're a mom, you know, listening to this podcast, think about your relationship with your children. If you see them doing something wrong or connecting with a group of people that don't mean them any good, you're going to try to correct them out of love. It may not feel good to them in the moment, but you know your intent behind it is because you care about them. And again, that's the same for how God does us. Change your perspective in the midst of correction. And also remember that, you know, if your kids make a mistake or um, any, any type of mistake, you don't throw them away just because they made a mistake. So don't feel thrown away just because you have made a mistake or have fell short of God's glory because he doesn't throw us away either. He just wants to get you back on the right path, whatever that looks like for you. All right. And the fourth truth in God's word um, that confirms that he's not mad at you is that sis is <laughs> you that's mad, not him. 
It's you, not him. Proverbs 19 and 3 tells us people ruin their lives by their own foolishness and then are angry at the Lord. That's Proverbs 19 and 3. So some trials that we go through or some situations that we're in are simply a result (laughs) of a choice that we have made, which equals a consequence. That's what a consequence is. It's the result after a decision or a choice that you have made. It's not God purposefully punishing you or correcting you in certain situations. We have the gift of free will and choice. So the choices that we make or don't make are up to us. Um, I think about my situation as a teen mom. Um, I don't regret it at all. I'm grateful for my journey. But when I look back at it, you know, some of the things that I've had to go through, like I know I've shared before in the past how um, after I had my son, I was really busy going to school, going to work where I wasn't really present in those early years um, in my, my oldest son's life. So that was a consequence that I had to face as a result of me being a teen mom, because, you know, if you aren't a teen, when you have your kids, you use, you typically have a job already. You typically already have a place to live, a car, like some type of (laughs) lifestyle established. But for me, I was coming out of high school and had to establish that stuff while he was here, which meant that, you know, I had to fall short in certain areas as far as that, you know, one-on-one bonding time. Um, And on top of that, you know, my maturity level at that time, there was a lot of factors that went into it, but that wasn't God punishing me. (laughs) And that wasn't him trying to correct me. It was simply a consequence as a result of a choice that I made. And I've accepted that, right? So that's just an example of sometimes certain situations look that way. So we can't be mad at God for how it's going if it's going that way based off a decision that we made, right? So every decision has a consequence attached to it. Shift your perspective and evaluate yourself um, when you're going through trials. So you can ask, is this a season that God has brought you to, or is this a result of a decision that you've made? And this is where that self-reflection comes in. And you've got to be honest with yourself, sis, and (laughs) just let it be what it is, right? Um, But either way, this is what I love about God so much. Either way, whether it is your fault, not your fault, a decision you made or did not make, God is still near anyway. He's not mad at your bad decision. He wants you to come to him to figure out the best way to make it through that situation and give him the glory at the end of it all. Pretty much this is what I'm doing um, with my story as a teen mom. I'm coming on this platform, um, sharing, you know, the trials that I went through, how I overcame it, how I shifted my mindset, the lessons that I've learned from that season that I was in. And God is getting glorified at the end of it all. In these moments, this is where testimonies are born, right? Um, The Bible tells us that he can work all things out for our good. So really the trick is to not get stuck in the funk, to not get stuck in the issue or the trial, but to keep pressing forward and moving forward and connecting with God to figure out, again, the lesson in the situation, how you can be better, how you can grow from it, how you can go back and teach somebody else so um, help them to avoid going through that same mistake. Like it's just an ongoing process. It's the enemy that wants to keep you stuck 
and shame and regret and guilt and feel like, oh, God doesn't love me. God, there's no way he will do anything for me or want to hear from me or connect to me. That's not true. <laughs> That's not true at all. And I can even say, um, again, I'm human. I'm not perfect. <laughs> Y'all know that. But there are still some things that I feel like I'm dealing with today that does not please God, certain habits and things that I have. But I'm not leaving him. I'm not going to stop showing up for um, my quiet time with him in the morning. I'm not going to stop reading my Bible. I'm not going to stop praying to him. I'm not going to stop coming to this platform and sharing his goodness and his news to help others connect back to him. Like, I'm not going to stop. So that was definitely a huge freedom <laughs> in my mind and in my heart to understand, like, he's not mad at me. He's a loving father who is here when I need him. Um, and I guess this can even go to like being an adult parent. Um, I'm not <laughs> rushing that time at all, but for some of us, I'm sure it's hard for our parents to watch us make certain decisions or do certain things, but it's like, we're grown, we're adults now. So they can only say, but so much, but they can sit back and cheer us on and watch or be a shoulder for us <laughs> to cry on whenever we need help or help in hand. And I, I like to view God that way. All right, so a quick recap of four truths in God's word to confirm, sis, that he is not mad at you. The first thing is that your sins are not a secret to God. The second thing is that God does not hold grudges. The third thing is that God's correction is out of love, not anger. And the fourth is that it's you <laughs> that's angry, not him. So um, I have three quick reflection questions for you um, just to kind of think on and ponder um, after you listen to this episode. So ask yourself and see, you know, where do you fall um, from the three examples I gave at the beginning? How do you view God? Um, how does your relationship with your earthly father or father figure mirror your relationship with God? And which truth mentioned could you relate to the most today? All right. That is all that I have for you all. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Mom Keys to Mental Peace podcast. I appreciate you all and I will see you next week. Bye.